1: Welcome to the Be Here Now
0: Network Guest Podcast. This series features talks from a myriad of modern spiritual teachers, expanding on how we can all live a life in balance. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, please go to
1: beherenownetwork.com/guest. I'm Stephanie Nash, and I am here talking with Lot
2: Kelly. Hi, Locke. Hey, how are you doing? Good. We met at the International Dharma Teacher Gathering, and we're in L.A. now. Yes. And Locke just did a workshop that I attended yesterday, and I just wanted to talk to you about... um, what it is we were doing yesterday with these exercises. I'm intrigued by your style yes. of direct. You're not telling people to go off and meditate for 10 hours, and yeah. maybe at some point you mm-hmm. can reach nirvana or samadhi or oneness with the universe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have some really interesting uh, exercises and that work with open-hearted. Now tell, what is open-hearted?
0: Yeah, awareness. so open-hearted awareness. So the a nonprofit institute that I'm part of is open hearted awareness institute. And so, do they have
2: a dot com or org? We, we have a, yeah, we have a, a, a,
0: a you know, website that's under effortlessmindfulness.org or lockkelly.org.
2: I like effortless
0: mindfulness. Yes.
2: I like anything effortless.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the so the effortless is uh, is not that you make no effort mm-hmm. but that you discover that there's an awareness that's already effortlessly aware. And that, I think, is kind of the missing piece in the map in Western culture and is often in uh, even Buddhism and other meditation systems. It's put off into kind of an esoteric or well, you really can't access that immediately. You've got to wait, you know, three years, 30 years, three lifetimes.
2: Yeah, as you said, a few lifetimes <laughs> a few later. Lifetimes later. <laughs> yeah.
0: Meanwhile, you know, those who do uh, have an awakening, whether it's intentional or unintentional, report back to us that it's already here and it's already available within us. So that's the premise that I was told. And then as a curious, you know, American New Yorker, (laughs) I said, like, well, wait a minute, then. If it's already here and it's accessible, let's check it out. Let's let's see if we can. Uh, are there uh, you know groups and approaches and people and teachings that uh, start or do a little more uh, of accessing this recognizing and realizing this in the midst of daily life rather than going off to a monastery so that's which is the premise. Key. yeah.
2: Because have you been to a monastery lately? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's, I mean, it's great, but we can't all do that. Yes,
0: and for those who do that, that's another approach. Yeah. But is there another approach? And what I discovered in kind of traveling around and being interested in this world of meditation, psychology, and eventually the talk I gave at um, Dharma Teachers was on neuroscience and uh, uh, and meditation and awakening. So... Uh, you know, really bringing kind of contemporary approach of scientific inquiry, which means what's true, what works. You know, what what's actually happening? Are people really getting this? Is this an imagination, or is this really changing people's lives in a way that they're not only waking up, but they're growing up? That's a right. kind of maturity, integrity, compassion. That is this possible? And I think you know where I am now is that it really is possible in the midst of daily life. It's almost like the next natural stage of human development.
1: Mm -hmm. Evolution. Yeah, Yeah. so it's evolution
0: and potential. Uh, It's not, it's esoteric only in that means that it's, um, you know, it's not, it's paradoxical. Meaning it's not the normal way we learn something by using our minds or informational is not the way you learn this mm-hmm. it's more like feeling how you ride a bicycle
2: did you come mm. up with this way of presenting things or did you uh, study with somebody who, mm-hmm. who did it because you have some um, simple exercises yeah. that like i i don't think i've ever been to a workshop or a presentation right. where someone just said okay we we talked for a moment <laughs> about stuff but then it's like okay let's try this okay feel that <laughs> feel that and everyone's like and literally, three yeah. minutes later, right. everyone's reporting the adjectives. I said, as a teacher, it's yes. like a high five. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone's reporting all these adjectives of openness, freedom, peace, yes. various things they got just from trying something right there in that moment. Now, That's did right. you develop these techniques? or
0: uh, I mean, in, in, uh, in looking from the beginning uh, for... You know, what is the goal? What is the result? What is this thing that people call awakening? Or what is this? What is that about? What does that give you? What does that mean? What changes? What's absent? What's present? Um, you know, I started following that um, interesting, uh, you know, premise to see who it is that would was talking about this. And so then I kind of went around from Zen to Vipassana to Tibetan Buddhism, both the Dzogchen and the Mahamudra, which is really where I ended up kind of many of the practices are based on Mahamudra, but some are Advaita, some are from um, Taoism, but there's a...
2: And you can see that yeah, thread through them all. Yeah,
0: and some are just... And then once once you start to have a shift into this what's called recognition or realization, then it's kind of like awareness shows itself to itself. So there starts to be this curious, almost like a way that, oh, well, wait a minute, first I'm here and I'm contracted and identified, and then I'm open, and then the openness is embodied, and then the openness is open-hearted, and then it's related. Okay, but now I'm stuck in here, but now I'm stuck, I'm blissed in, I'm spaced out. So how do I get from here to here? And is there an intentional way, or is that, efforting kind of a doing that keeps you from letting go? So those kind of curious questions. But I didn't approach it intellectually. I approached it like a, a palpable experiential, experiential yeah. experiment. Like let's find out. Let's do it. Let's 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 find the way to shift into it uh, and. You Know, find a way to live from it mm-hmm. in the middle of you know, for me, New York City. So, <laughs> why, why, why as well that's go? where I started. It's like, that's <laughs> what I said. If you
2: can walk down the street there, you've got it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, now I do it in the subway. <laughs> but,
2: so you want to talk about this physicality of it a little bit? Yeah,
0: I mean, one, uh, you know, like you, I've also been, you know, always been kind of physical and played a lot of sports. So, I would say, you know, one little story would be. Um, uh, One way that I discovered this was that I was an ice hockey goalie. The way that I played best was I would shift into another mode of perception. And then I heard on TV somebody talking, a commentator talking about a quarterback. And they said, he's got eyes in the back of his head. And I was like, you know, 14. So I was like, he's got eyes in the back of the head. How do you do that? How do you
2: get that? Yeah. So
0: I literally started developing... This way, I thought, okay, well, I can go this far. Let me continue bringing my awareness around this way. And as soon as I brought my awareness around to this 360-degree panoramic awareness, I opened up my panoramic and uh, peripheral vision, and then I dropped down into my body, and there became this natural almost field of awareness where I felt like a cat. And then I would just trust from there that, you know, I'd see somebody take a slap shot, but there'd be all these legs and all of a sudden I would just trust that my hand would shoot out and the puck would be in there. <laughs> and I figured, okay, so rather than being hypervigilant and one pointed in this effort, efforting mind, learn how to relax, but not relax, like go to sleep.
2: Right. But
0: there's another mode of perceiving uh, that's called, you know, that people know called the zone right, or, right, right. or being in the flow. Right. So the flow state... This
2: was 14? This was a 14. In yeah. 14 you did yeah. this?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, see, he's been doing it a long time. <laughs> yeah, So I, I, and, and you know, so I felt this, and then I was explaining it to um, a friend. I was saying, like, you know, well, you know, I said, how'd you do that, man? You know, and I started to put it into words, and he was like, oh, cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was like so a
2: Great, happy like, for you. Uh-huh. This is one of your. Okay, I didn't really want
0: really want that information. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, right, right. I was just asking you like, you know, yeah. so, you know, just say something normal, you know. But so, you know- so then but then one of the seniors on the team uh, overheard me and the next week he came in and gave me this book, Zen and the Art of Archery. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He said,
0: Here, kid, <laughs> this is what you were talking wow. about.
2: Yeah, you know this panoramic vision, and that is key yeah. to, to yeah. what you do. Yes. But then the dropping down the dropping into the down, body part. Now, what made you at the age of fourteen go because you just had to do something yeah, physically? That's why you thought to. Um, I, fe-
0: I felt, I felt that shift that when you open and then are doing something physical, that all of a sudden the feeling is as if you're in every cell of your body, right. and the center is more like your gut, your dantian, or your heart. And you actually are, you know, optimally functioning without thinking about thinking. Right. So all that information is processed in. And then I, then I realized, okay, people talk about it in certain activities like sports or art. Or, right, right, right. Um, But can, can we do this in everyday life? Right. In relating and right. creating? Because often you'll see sports stars who get in the zone. When they come out of it, they're actually the opposite or you'll see artists or writers who can get in the zone and then all of a sudden their life is a mess because the rest they don't feel the way they feel that so you almost become compulsively addicted mm-hmm.
2: but that you you have said every time you'll say you talk about that panoramic awareness right. and then bringing it into the body yeah. and you know I think of it as including like you know kind of the yeah. way I just described it but mm-hmm. it's wonderful that you yeah. make that in your journey that know it's got to happen and yeah. and so could you just talk about that sure. progression a little more?
0: Yeah, um, so you know often when people start with mindfulness you know which is wonderful for stress relief and for kind of traditional preliminary practices And
2: relaxation and relaxation. that's and, the and aspect and of and the body people focus. will like yeah. That's right,
0: and, but that uh, some of the tools of the initial um, uh, preliminary practices are actually one-pointed focus, using right. atten- <laughs> using attention of the moving mind, right. and uh, yet the the effortless mindfulness or more advanced practice, you actually have to learn the other set of skills. You have to learn not only opening your awareness so that you're in the zone and trusting this non-conceptual intelligence that is um, not. Checking with thought constantly and is not a quick mind, but actually is a, a, a mind that is made of a more spacious awareness mm-hmm. so the kind goes of to the Dzogchen, Mahamudra mahamudra, yeah, yeah. or even Zen uh, big sky mind, right, right, you know right. this kind of thing and that the small sense of self which is made of or the ego center which is made of thought referring to thought and creates a little Character looking out of your eyes that feels like it's looking out of your eyes and feels like it's an entity
2: And he does uh, a lot of funny riffs on yeah. that <laughs>
0: <laughs> That that you know that is one way of functioning that's one way of operating mm-hmm. But it's the, the little thought-based ego center is just too um, Too small to deal with a full emotional life a full life of intimacy and um you know in and enjoy in the world so we're not just so i realized that often the first step of stepping out of this um uh, ego center and into kind of either a meditative state or even a bigger pure awareness is only part way there but often important so the usual progression is calm Use focus to calm or calm to focus. And then that will calm the chattering mind. uh, And then to open up your meditative awareness or discover that there's kind of a bigger, more open mind, open heart, which Mm -hmm. is literally the feeling you get, not an intellectual idea. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of... So the way I have people move is actually to feel like awareness can unhook from thought and then open to the space and
2: unhook from thought he always yeah. puts it that way and i like that very much yeah, yeah. just like it's doing just unhook. Yeah. it's very it's <laughs> just like he just says it and everyone goes oh okay yeah and i thought it was like so perfect anyway yeah. keep going So yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and and you know one of the, the strange premises that i realized i didn't even realize i was doing in the beginning i thought in the beginning well okay, but yeah, the the one who's unhooking is not the doer, is not the ego that's unhooking. But then I just kind of kept going and then I realized, oh, I see what I'm doing. I'm actually asking the awake person the awareness that they already are, that they've already been to unhook awareness from thought and that that awareness or that awake, empty, lucid clarity has a life already and actually has ability to move and has a kind of intentionality it isn't just passive and that often it's been defined as this passive you know recognition of awake awareness that you sit in a meditative state and it's lovely and it's free of suffering but then one day back to work from a long day retreat and you have the the only option you have is operating from ego center Mm -hmm. so this is really about upgrading the operating system.
2: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Our little tech <laughs> <laughs> Got to, Got modern, to apply it, appeal everyone. Yeah, okay, okay.
0: But yeah. literally, uh, stepping out of the current little small sense of self, opening to <clears throat> space, and then discovering that the awareness actually is discovering an aware mind, what's called nature of mind, big sky mind. Pure awareness that is already aware and has already been aware, both outside, and then
2: and before you go on, and there's uh, for someone could never have. I just want to say this. um, This isn't just like hi. I've been on a spiritual path for twelve years now, and now I'm trying chapter number seventeen. Someone could walk in yeah. and have never done anything, and, and and go through this. So it's it's appealing, kind of directly in that way. Yeah. So, but now continue on. Yeah. So, you so go
0: out. yeah, and just to say, the most important point is that uh, the this uh, this awakeness that's both embodied and open hearted is already here, and it's a, a consciousness that's already installed in us. It doesn't have to be developed or created but we haven't known how to access it. Mm-hmm. So that's been my whole project. It's like, wait a minute, why do you have to do this and this and this to get to here? Because once I'm here, let me feel what it's like to lose it, and then let me go back and shift back into it. Oh, well, I didn't have to do those eight things yes. to get back. Yeah. Let me see what is, what is the map of consciousness experientially, mm-hmm. and then how do you navigate it? And then how do you translate it to somebody and make the language more contemporary and more experiential? Yeah. So that that's kind of what I've been doing is like translating, 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 not just text, but,
2: you know, like. What's your New Yorker direct get it? Is it here? Just get to the point, right? You know, Let's, let's go. Do what's needed and no more.
0: Yeah. And do it like you learn, you know. You know, you know, take care of your consciousness the way you learn to eat or whether you go to the gym or you do you know yoga posture. It's like sometimes I call it the yoga of awareness. So it's but the interesting thing is, which is what I'm coming back to now is that what it is that's moving and what it is that knows this ground, which is pure awareness, is only awareness. And that's why most people have missed it, is because we're trying to effort it. We're using our will, we're using our mind, and we're even using attention of the mind, which, ha- which actually can't see it, nor can mindful witnessing see the pure awareness. So even that which pulls back and is able to observe thought can't turn around. It actually has to be that which is already made of the non-local awareness that's locally attached or identified, that can drop, that can open from thought, and then discover itself as kind of non-local awareness and be aware of itself without thought and without senses, just from, it just doesn't have to do it that long. It doesn't have to be a, a long retreat or a half hour meditation. It just needs to plug in or surrender or tune in to that which has already been aware. And then as that which is aware, the next important move is the intentionality realizes, oh, form is emptiness, now emptiness is form. So the awareness realizes it's aliveness and the feeling of the ocean appearing as waves of consciousness is where you drop back in and you have a, it's like you've shifted figure ground of what's awake, what you're aware of, then you can be aware of all your thoughts, feelings, sensations, but you're aware from this huge, loving, supportive, inside, outside is the same, and you're free of the anxious, perpetually dissatisfied commentator.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so so, so, so that's it. And <laughs> you know, if we could just stop right now. That pretty much did it. Just basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. So many things I wanted to yeah. say there. And then
0: one more one oh, more ahead, thing is that so then when there's this embodied kind of uh continuous field of awareness that's primary, you the anxious the anxiety is gone about anxiousness and, and the judging, but you still have your full range of emotions you're not detached it, but you, you just, just start walking into walls or anything yeah.
2: you know? or you're not
0: you're actually in a flow state which is more optimally functioning and you've dropped not only into your body but you've dropped from head to heart mind mm-hmm. so it's a feeling that people even if i don't describe it they say
2: and i love know. the term heart mind yeah that's that's it's, it's, it's Juicy. What I was going to just say, two things real quick, one was when you just described that and I applauded, (laughs) um, but you talked about the kind of loving support of it, and I remember I came up to him after, oh, in an intermission, or maybe it was after the Friday night thing you did. And I said when he was describing it, and I thought, you know, I... When I first learned Buddhism and they were talking about refuge, I thought that's what they were talking about right. because I thought there, that is the ultimate refuge.
0: Yes, and it is yeah. the ultimate refuge that even in Buddhism you start with uh, Buddha and then you start with, or you start with your guru or your teacher, take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, and you, and then you start, you know. With uh, and then you realize, oh, the teacher's outside. Oh no, the teacher's inside. And then some Tibetans do like, oh, there's a deity, but then the deity melts into you, and then right. it ar- you arise as that. So ultimately, it is in the systems. Ultimately, the refuge is the Dao or right. the or the Buddha nature, true nature. But it's
2: like a direct path yes. to the ultimate refuge. Um, just You just went through all the different ways or methods or strategies that people use and right. I want you to just go into that a little bit more about how those aren't helpful and and you did just describe it, but maybe other ways of saying, uh, just other ways of putting breadcrumbs here to bring right. people to yes. this what you've come up with going, hey, I've gone there, I've gone back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the particular approach um, uh, that I use is kind of an inquiry approach or a looking approach. And what it uses is uh, <clears throat> the it, it, it finds awareness directly um, that unhooks or steps out of. So that metaphor is almost like we're living in a cloud of our mind and emotions and, or mind-body emotions and we're trying through effort, will, uh, you know, positive thinking, uh, attentional strategies, psychological cleaning up, um, all these things of the relative world to try to find awakening or awakeness or awake awareness, Um, but those things can't know them, so it's like, the eye can't hear, the ear can't see, attention can't know awareness. So, if
2: attention can't know awareness. See, this is that's the, this is the thing that yeah. I think a lot of us need to hear. Yeah. I I know I work with people and yes. and I see this, oh, and, yeah. and I thought ah oh, the the very tool they're using to get something exactly. is what's getting in the way. That's right. And you're putting this in a. Uh, so keep keep, keep yes. going. <laughs> and, and
0: to say you know to say that traditionally that's fine that um, uh, attention can be a way to calm the relative mind so or the chattering mind so that the awake awareness which is already here will come forth. But you, you, as long as you know that you have to let go of the raft once you reach the shore. Ah. Uh. That that's, that's fine. What
2: I love. That's a great yeah, analogy. There's
0: no, I have no problem with that
2: Because <laughs> I, I learned that in the genre of practice. Yeah. You can say, okay, I'm going to do this, do this, and yeah. then I have to let go. Then you have
0: to let go, Yeah. because it's getting into a place. Otherwise, the metaphor is like <clears> you're doing push-ups to strengthen yourself, but the next, the real goal is to walk up the mountain. Right. So you're using attention, but attention won't help you when you get to, when once you've surrendered, You've actually surrendered from attention. Yeah. You've su- surrendered from the Dharma talks, from all the
2: eight, eight of this and four of that,
0: and <laughs> the all list. the learning of the list, and the, and the understanding, any intellectual understanding, you literally have to step out of that yeah. into what it is, yeah. into this non-conceptual knowing, this wisdom, uh, awareness-based identity that is aware First you're aware of it, which is called recognition, and then you're aware as it. You realize, am I aware of the spacious awareness or am I aware from the spacious awareness? Is the spacious awareness aware of thoughts, feelings, and sensations formerly known as me, or the center of me? So so the, the unique thing that's not on the map of Western consciousness is this uh, nature of mind or um, awareness-based knowing, awareness-based identity? Because we're we're so much about I think, therefore I am, and it has defined us, and we've we've
2: limited ha- us.
0: Limited us. I mean, it's amazing. You know, we we honor thought and all the amazing capacities that it has, and this is not about dumbing down or anti-intellectualism. Right. This is about upgrading the whole system to wisdom mind, mm. which is awareness-based. So that becomes the curious thing. What, what do you mean? Okay, wisdom, okay, we get it, like a sense of it, but no, no. Awareness-based knowing, awareness-based identity. Awareness-embodied, open-hearted, awareness-based identity from which you're operating from heart-mind rather than head-mind. So you're living at home in your heart and using Wi-Fi to the files in your brain.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: in the office of your I had to do it. Sorry. I know. No, no, it's great with our audience. It's like we all go, can
2: we get Wi-Fi here? You have Wi-Fi all yeah. the time. Wi-Fi, if you live at home in your heart.
0: Otherwise, most of us live in our office of yeah. our heart, And we're trying to... We don't have Wi Fi down. We have Wi Fi
2: up. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's so, directional yeah.
0: Wi Or we have like we're cut off from the Wi Fi of our emotions because our little uh, mini me, the little uh, thought based identity, can't you know can't bear an emotional life. So we have to repress and defend and contract, and we get uh, either either yeah. repress too much, we go into depression, or too much strategizing, we go into anxiety. As soon as awareness unhooks from that cloud and from that center of thought-based identity and steps into, first just out of, into absence, which in Zen they say, don't know mind or not knowing. Mm -hmm. But then the key is discovering the not knowing that knows.
2: Are you writing that down?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there's an awareness that is alert you know, it's called Empty, empty Clarity or uh, Emptiness That Is Knowing, Rigpa, or in... I learned called to wake. Buddha present. Nature, Tita yeah. uh, it's called in, uh, in Hinduism, Tao is the Universal Mind or Consciousness. But it literally is, you know, that all sounds like big words and stuff, but I'm like, you know, as you say, you know, American New Yorkers like, yeah, but check it out.
2: Ooh. Yeah, right sure. right. You
0: call it whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but I'll show you how to get there and you tell me what the what the territory's like. Right. And then, as you said, eighty percent of people off the street yeah. can get this in an hour and a half.
2: Yeah. Or even more oh, than an hour good. and a but half. I mean, I mean I, yeah. each well, each exercise kind of takes you directly. So yeah. let's give me an give me an example. Let's just have an example of one of these exercises. One of them, or oh, one of the ones where you use something physical. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Not the thought ones. Okay. <laughs>
0: all right. Um, all right. So here's uh, yeah. So so one uh, simple way of getting this feeling of of. Um, of shifting your awareness out of the identification with your mind, which creates this little uh, self-looping identity, is to have awareness just, again, I'm talking to, to, to you, the awareness, I'm talking to you, the awareness, and the awake awareness, so if you think, well, how, how am I going to unhook awareness from thought? I've never done that. I don't know if I can do that. And That is correct. You cannot do it. But... Awareness can do it, so you just have to be. Sometimes I call it the Colombo approach. It's like the yeah. Approach. So like uh, oh, by the way, before I leave, I just uh, unhook awareness and have it drop. Oh, away.
2: by the way, by as an aside, as an aside, yeah. just you know, just without do thinking that. about and then. it. Do that, and then you'll be awake.
0: So we'll see you next time. But umph. <laughs> because you can't, you can't really think about it. You just have to do it. Almost like, you know. Uh, you know,
2: like beginner's mind, beginner's too. Mind. It's like it is, oh, okay. Mind.
0: Yeah, just yeah. begin have beginner's mind, open heart, beginner's mind. Yeah, so just simply have awareness, which is identified or attached to thought. Simply unhook and step back, and then see what it feels like if awareness, which is the center of knowing, drops and knows your smile from within your smile, knows your jaw from within your jaw without looking up to thought, and without stretching or looking down from thought, have awareness that knows directly drop into your throat, know your throat from within, and then feel awareness drop below your neck and feel your upper torso or come into your heart space. And you can smile and breathe and just feel what it's like to directly perceive your body from within without orienting to thought and without going to sleep. Just <laughs> feel this direct awareness based, embodied, open hearted, non thought based knowing, which is kind of alert, it's aware of space. It's aware of aliveness and it's aware of awareness, which is aware by itself. Just feel that relief and notice this new, non-conceptual, embodied way of shifting into another dimension of your consciousness. See what's absent, It was there, and then see the qualities of presence that start to kind of shimmer. What do you notice?
2: <laughs> um, what I, uh, I love, um, and what I, oh, one, one thing I love about that is uh, the not checking up. Mm-hmm. You, you say looking up? Yeah, not looking up. I'm not looking checking. up, and I'm not down, down here from, going, Oh, look, look that's that. happening there. I'm not yeah. this witness watching this, which is and you're not what we do a lot. Like, yeah. okay, I feel my knee, and yeah. now I'm from here. labeling here. But it's you, you literally talk about, being there. Yeah. And for me that's like <laughs> juicy. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh. you know, it's nice. Um it's full. It's yeah. nice. It's warm. It's there's love um yeah. and the not looking up, looking down is free. Because right. you realize it's it's kind of like um the wizard of oz is behind there trying yeah. to move all the gears to make that thing work and it's like he's not there anymore and yeah. so you, just and so you can just allow it to be something um without all the well you know stuff there and that's nice yeah and then take just take us out
0: yeah, so,
2: so, 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 yeah. take us out so then so then,
0: interestingly the you know there's a bunch of different ways kind of like you talk, i'm like you i'm aware of different learning types so some people are kinesthetic some people are emotional some people are more mental some people are visual some people are auditory so i use different doors Mm -hmm. uh, for uh and some people were like oh that one was really good and that one didn't work so well and Mm. but by the time we do short little
2: Everyone does Practices. everything, something's going, something's going to... Something's starting
0: had to happen, start and they get to the same place. Yeah. And then, interestingly, they use their own words yeah. to describe it. Yeah. And they don't need to use yeah. the vocabulary that I'm starting with. You know, like the teacher, it's like I'm introducing the students to their own inner teacher.
1: Right.
0: You know, and when I'm showing or pointing them to look within, it's not look up here, but look back within you, and then once you discover this non-conceptual awareness by being able to speak from there, it's really not even about the words. It's about speaking from non-conceptual heart-mind so that you start to rewire functioning and living from this new way of knowing and being so that you can start to make it a normal thing and then in the middle of your life you can start to uh, just walk down the street, go to work, have relationships, hang out, have fun, And from a continuous awakening, you know, losing it, mm-hmm. and part of the small glimpses is, of course, initially, you're going to recognize, realize, and lose it, and then the practice is re-recognize. So, training to re-recognize and return and remain and then speak and walk and talk from there and then lose it and then no big surprise just Mm re-recognize and then again and the training can be done with these small glimpses in the midst of your day once we've learned how to look so it's kind of inquiry rather than questions for your mind right so you get the question like Where is the hearer located? Yeah. And then you have to unhook awareness from understanding the thought and then look back, where is the hearer? And you keep looking through your mind until you discover the uh, non-centered ego uh, awareness and then you speak from there about whatever you find.
2: I really felt people could walk out the door and into their life with yeah. it, and that was just from a few hours yes,
0: that's right and so the whole style as we're saying is is to uh you know do a workshop or a play shop or
2: a play than, shop Yeah. Or,
0: or rather than a retreat uh, you know calling it a return so you're not retreating from you don't have to go out into a physically silent place though that's you know, a nice thing to do once in a while, but in this training, you find the silence that's already here and the stillness no matter where you are. So just find it now, then you can find it anywhere. And once you find it, you realize it's not only silence, but it's silence that includes sound. It's non-dual silence. It's stillness that includes movement. And it's silence and space that's awake and that's also alive and embodied and dancing as energy and interconnected with everyone and everything. So that field of the unity, the awake consciousness that's just shifted from it being an experience to this nature of mind being the experiencer and that everything being both one and many and nothing and everything is not a philosophical or poetic uh nice thing to hear that these are the this is what other people are saying who are just looking learning so it's really learning how to look or shift or tune in you know you can use that's where you surrender or let go but not only let go but then find or hand off the baton to that which is already awake, and then being that which is showing up as your full humanity. So you're not transcending, you're transcending and including, and then feeling like the goal is really living a full human life, not escaping.
2: So I just want to uh, ask you if you had a psychology practice, which you have had over the years, how this has affected... Right. Your work with that, yes, because your that's got. I mean, how many people go to a psychologist and they're talking about this? Yeah. That's, that's right. not usually. It's usually, usually how did that make you that's feel, right. and you know, your mother your, your father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So
0: the personal history is still part of the, uh, <clears throat> you know, fullness of your humanity, but this, you know, awake awareness is has been referred to as the ultimate medicine. So.
2: Did it shift your, did your whole practice, like, because you, because you've been developing this for yes, years, this isn't right. just, this didn't no. just happen when the book came out, the that's book right. was a result of your years of doing this, yes. so you had a psychology practice as you were working on this.
0: Yes, I, I kind of went, I went to a, did a joint degree with uh, spirituality and psychology, oh. and actually went off on a fellowship to Sri Lanka, India, and Nepal oh. first, so that I had you know, I came back, so from and then the do beginning, you had training. That yeah, oh, okay. and so early on was doing mindful, you know, mindfulness-based psychotherapy. But then it developed into more awareness-based psychotherapy, I and then see. more awakening-based. So it
2: was always yeah. integrated. Is in always
0: practice. integrated somewhat, but my own development, as many of us, you know, started with more meditation-oriented, and then as I developed these kind of syntheses or these uh you know more direct uh glimpse practices Mm -hmm. i started to realize okay well let's introduce people into uh this awareness-based true nature this kind of uh, bigger sense of self and then have that uh come and basically love up or (laughs) Love up, love up the the, the trauma and the sounding like a hippie. (laughs) You know, kind of love, you know, compassionately relate or embrace uh, the traumatic parts or the shadow parts or the emotions that couldn't be tolerated by the ego or the old um, or liberate the um, repressed contents Mm -hmm. that are too much for a small sense of self. So in some ways, you can really only grow up to a certain level and then you have to wake up and wake what I call wake up and then wake in and then wake out to life. So three levels of awakening in order to continue to grow up or live a full human life that even, you know, those people who I've dealt with in psychotherapy and in life who have literally the most developed egos the most successful human beings who have all their ducks in a row who are successful in their family lives and they're physically well and they da 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 come to me and say, is that all there is? Mm-hmm. I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. Because they have perpetual dissatisfaction because they're living from this yes-but
2: critical and critical, critical mind, mind
0: yeah. that can perfectionist. function. And yeah. and learn to control and and some, you know, most of us don't do that that well. But right. some people who, even those who do it well and have lived, you know, the dream, uh, are are when they relax for one moment are miserable, right. because they've actually developed. You develop the smarter you are, the more the more difficult it becomes. The more complex you develop. The more complex and anxious yeah. you are because your mind is saying yeah but what about this really thing? intricate you system you've yeah.
2: developed to to function That's at right. that level and yeah. do you train psychologists do you do yes. do you do yeah. workshops for because I think that yeah uh, is is a very powerful thing that you know the whole psychology profession yes. just really and I know there's more mindfulness based and I know a woman in Cambridge who runs mm-hmm. a mindfulness psychology yeah but and there is more mindfulness coming into psychology. But you're bringing in a another yeah this dimension. Another dimension. And, and I, I
0: was doing I was doing it on my own and had kind of developed my own kind of awakening based therapy. But then I
2: awakening based therapy but, <laughs> love it. There, there's your there's another title there. Yeah. All right, go But ahead.
0: then I met uh, about five years ago and was introduced to an, a type of therapy from a therapist called IFS therapy, Internal Family Systems Mm -hmm. is the name of it, but it's not necessarily your family inside. But uh, Dick Schwartz had developed the system, which basically was my system except backwards. In other words, (laughs) he would introduce you immediately to the parts of yourself that were suffering and then have you step back to realize, to ask, um, you know, are you aware of that part? Is that part aware of you? How do you feel toward that part? And the you started to become, he found like oh. what he called grounded being or true self. All of a sudden, all the parts that you usually identified with would be seen, but it wasn't even from a mindful witness. It literally was more what he called true nature. Right. And then he he really did a fine job of, uh, delineating the types of parts and their relationships of, you know, um, hidden parts or shadow parts or exiled or child parts, hurt parts, and then protectors and then managers and then firefighters that act out. And but
2: firefighters, managers, this is yeah. great. So, so it's
0: a whole, oh, really intricate, really system. Interesting. you know, that's similar to some other systems. Yeah. But the unique thing was the self, but he hadn't in any detail, developed what the self was. He would just trust that you'd go there. Right. And so then I, I presented at this conference just this last year, and he sat in the back and went, let's go that's to lunch. That's <laughs> the
2: missing ingredient. And now we're right. going to do a... you
0: are um, going to
2: work together. We're going to work
0: together. But, but the psychology piece is important for everyone because otherwise many meditators end up in the spiritual bypass. Yeah. So they bypass, they think... And especially I don't have to do this yeah, other work. There's either, like the extreme forms are the people who are real strong meditators who actually repress the contents of their minds. And they you can do this with, with a very strong, especially concentration practice or even fine uh, noting and observing where you almost deconstruct and then you think, well, I have no problems. But then you end up saying, and yet... Uh, what kind of tea would you like? All teas are the same. Okay. There's no no need for a choice of tea, but tea will arrive and I will drink it. <laughs> if there's an eye to drink it, drinking will happen. So there's a kind of a, you know, and as if that's the goal.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. So. Or and then the other group. So that's kind of the numbed out, um, you know, repressed emotion type. And right. then the other one that is often the eddy or the. Um, the kind of cul-de-sac people get caught in, is stepping out of the mind into pure awareness and remaining as no-self or witnessing self. So that stage, there's a lot of people in that from certain traditions that you can observe. You're out of your suffering body, but you're also out of your humanity. And you get caught and it gets very dry and very spacey and loses the juice. And unless they come back and include the body and and become more open-hearted, they've kind of, sometimes I say it's like they were driving from the East Coast to the West Coast and they got to the Grand Canyon and they just set up camp there. (laughs) But it's the desert and the water's way down. Down there.
2: (laughs) It's beautiful. It's great. Look at the space. Look at the space. Look at that space. My God, it's so big. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. There's not a lot of people. There's a few few mules there.
2: Right. I don't talk to people, <laughs> right. but great right. space. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that those are kind of the some of the traps and detours that are possible. So this, you know, like we were saying, as the metaphor was, both of us kind of said, uh, it, you you start to feel like a kid on the first day of your summer vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the feeling. Like you want to be like curious and. This is great. I don't have that suffering judge yeah. in my head, and yet I respect. I'm in my body, and I respect other people. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spiritually bypassing in an adolescent acting out like there's no rules. It's all play, so I can just you know do what I want with people, you know, right. and right. act out and, and in that kind get of get trouble right in that way. way. So this is like no, everyone's me. So yeah. of course I'm going to treat them with respect. Right. So basically, I mean, in, you know, there's many systems that talk about dimensions of consciousness that are primary and most relevant for awakening and stabilizing awakening. And I think even, I was just, I quote in my book that, you know, Ken Wilber, who studied like everything in the world and has maps of the whole thing, the says, Good if, you, if, you look at, if you look at wisdom traditions, you will see that they have four to five levels of consciousness that are mm-hmm. primary. So what I do is I literally, and I'll do it now with my hands. Do it, do it. Hands, take, it's, it's my
1: favorite part. <laughs> I literally, I
0: literally take people from the first level of consciousness, which is called everyday mind or ego consciousness. And then you either can step up into subtle mind, which is mindful witness, or drop down into subtle body, which is kind of where yoga consciousness and chanting and uh, mantra and you know inner body bliss is feeling. And then you go to and then you step out into the third level which is pure awareness and then the key is that awareness becomes aware of awareness and that is without thought and out of your senses that awareness is actually awarenessing knowing itself as itself just as awareness and then, as that awareness, so you've kind of have been aware of the spacious awareness, and now you're aware from the spacious awareness, which is a continuous field of awareness that's arising as aliveness within your body. So there's this feeling of spacious and pervasive, arising uh, dance of consciousness that first feels like it's outside and in equally and then there's a sense that it's also within everyone else and within you and there's a feeling you've dropped from head to heart and so there's a heart mind online which is open-hearted awareness which is made of awareness the ground is awareness and you're meeting your humanness and so there's a ground of being which is the human being that's grounded in awareness intelligence and then the intelligence Has this love or joy and bliss, and then you from there you can create and relate. And you've kind of shifted systems from the first primary system of thought based identity, and now you're in awareness embodied, open hearted identity. So you got that going. That's what I
2: wanted him to do.